Welcome to Tough Questions, where we address the most challenging issues of a real and a relative Christian faith. If you're joining us on Facebook Live or our YouTube channel, Instagram, or maybe the Tough Questions podcast, again, I want to say thanks for dialing in. Now let's get into our subject for this episode. Well, this morning, uh, we're going to start a new series, and the series is titled um, Rethink. It's all about this issue or this, this question that we all have from time to time about looking at the things in our life and looking at how we respond to them. And in that age-old phrase or, or sentence that says, if I knew then what I know now, well, you know, things would be a little bit different. I mean, how many of us have, have not said that from time to time? I know I've said it uh, many, many times over the years. You know, that, that thought of rethinking something through, and if I knew then what I know now, uh, is something that I've seen as prevalent in the, in the lives and the hearts of a lot of people sometimes. One of them is, as a prison chaplain, uh, I've spent a lot of time talking with people that are incarcerated, and and that's always been a common thought. That's always been a common goal, you know, a common theme is, if I knew then what I know today, you know, I wouldn't have done the stuff that I did that got me, you know, in, in so much trouble and incarcerated. Unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, the people that I've met, um, they weren't really sincere about it. You know, in prison, they were more like, I'm sorry that I got caught. Not, not necessarily, I'm sorry that I did the things that I did. But still, this, this idea of rethinking life through or certain events in life is, is one that's prevalent. Um, we see that in, in, uh, with gamblers. You know, you see somebody that, that wins the lottery, you know, or maybe, uh, maybe it's a sports uh, star and, and they win this great big contract, you know, and, and next thing you know, you're reading about the individual and how they're penniless and, you know, they kind of squandered the money and they had that same idea. If I knew then what I know now, uh, things would have been a little bit different. Now, we all make choices in this life. We all make choices. You know, is the situation safe? Uh, should I go or should I stay? Do I want chocolate or do I want vanilla? You know, we, we're always constantly monitoring our life in the situation around us, or rethinking things, re, reassessing, you know, the things that are going on around us. Sometimes we rethink things because the situation changes. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you go to a, you know, a party and you're expecting certain people and expecting certain things, and all of a sudden the party takes a whole new course. Well, you know, you, you're standing there rethinking, you know, do I want to be here or do I not want to be here? Uh, that's something that uh, is common as we rethink things in our lives. So I'm thinking about all of this, and I'm wondering, well, what? I wonder when the first rethink, if you will, took place in human history. And I think it took place... In the Garden of Eden. You know, in the book of Genesis, in chapter 3, we read these words. It says, When the woman 
saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye. Now, look, any guys out there, don't just hop, you know, don't harp on, you know, the woman. You know, that's, that's the only part of the equation. But when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good uh, and pleasing to the eye uh, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. Well, I'm sure she probably rethought back then, knowing, you know, once they were booted out of the garden, you know, into the world, I'm sure they must have rethought, you know, well, if we knew then what was going to happen, we wouldn't have done it. She also gave some to her husband. So there you go, women or ladies. She gave some to her husband and guess what? Who was with her and he ate it too. So it was a joint decision here. They, they screwed up together. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Again, I think that this is probably the best example of early human history. When, when something took place where decisions were made, and we wanted to rethink something. through. Here's what I want you to remember from today's message. Are you, are you ready? You know, I, I, I feel like the teacher that's going to give you the answer to the test before it actually happens. So here it is. Here's the one that I want you to write down, the one that, that could be, quote, on the test. Rethinking your life is actually a gift from God. Rethinking your life is actually a gift from God. And there's a lot of different scriptures that support this idea. And I'm going to give you one here. It comes from the book of Mark, uh, chapter 8, verse 36. And it says this. It says, What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Well, God does expect us to rethink things because God has no intention, you know, no desire for us to lose our eternal souls. He wants our eternal souls to rest with him in relationship in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, but that's only done when we when we accept God for who he is and we accept his sacrifice of his son on our behalf. And for some of us, for many of us, we need to rethink where we're at in life. We need to rethink sometimes our Christian walk in order to have it grow and in order for it to, to be at that point where we trust wholly in God and in the sacrifice of Christ for our eternal destiny. The Bible tells us in the book of Mark 8.36, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their very soul? Rethinking sometimes helps us to renew that walk of faith, that growing relationship with Christ. That's the key. You guys remember Bob Dylan? You know, he was a uh, an artist, a music, musician back in the early 60s. Uh, Bob Dylan was a, a very radical individual. He was very much the musical push behind the uh, uh, the protest movement of the 60s. And But Bob Dylan's rethinking of his Christian walk, of his faith, was one that uh, took a very slow journey, except uh, one day it accelerated very rapidly, and we'll talk about that. Early in his musical career, uh, after he's you know kind of established himself as a political leader and a in a in a, in a protest leader, really, 
um, he started to write about the questioning of God in his life. And he put those those questions into some of his music, into the lyrics about, well, God, what are you doing? And where are you when we need you? And all of those types of things. Well, Bob Dylan, um, in an interview once, he said, you know, it was back in 1978, well established in the musical industry. Um, but he said he was in a hotel room in Tucson, Arizona. And he says that night, and I'll read to you his quote. He said, I felt a presence in that room that that could not have been anyone else but Jesus. This is Bob Dylan. And then he says, Jesus put his hand on me. He said, it was a physical thing. I felt it. I felt it all over me. And I felt my whole body tremble. And here's the part that really is quite astonishing. Then he says, the glory of the Lord knocked me down and then picked me up. You see, he's talking about this time when when God heard his yearnings, the yearnings of his heart to continue to know God and to know Christ and to grow in his relationship with him. So he's rethinking things through. He's putting some of the ideas in his music. And then he has this, this encounter uh, with Christ in his hotel room. And, and he became very devout after that particular time. You see, because God sometimes will meet you wherever you are in order to give you the opportunity to rethink your relationship with him and rethink your walk of, of the Christian faith. Remember I, I said earlier that rethinking your life is a gift from God. It really is. It really is a gift to be able to reconsider the things uh, that are going on in our life, that, that are taking place in our life, that are moving our life from, you know, point A to point B. You know, we're either growing in our faith or we're not growing in our faith. We're dying in our faith. Now, I can fill you guys up with lots of different scriptures and scriptural stories about how God wants us to reconsider him and reconsider the faith, reconsider our journey of faith from time to time in our life. Um, I can fill you with all of those things. But here's the deal. If you don't feel like you need to rethink your life, and let me say that again, if you don't feel like you need to rethink your life, your Christian journey, or if you don't want to, then it's nothing but words. It's just words. That's all I'm saying is just words. But the scriptures, the Bible the conversations that Jesus had with so many people that are recorded, it all tells us that, that we need to rethink constantly our journey with Christ and our journey of faith as it grows in this life because nothing else is more important. Yeah, life is you know, wonderful for many of us. Uh, life is tragic for others. But regardless of what side of the fence you're on, Rethinking our relationship with Jesus and rethinking our journey of faith and rethinking where we're actually at in our faith walk is what makes an eternal difference in the life of all of us, as well as our family and friends and all of those people that uh, are affected by our daily walks. So I want to encourage you to consider this week 
um, these couple of things that we've talked about that, you know, what good is it if you, if you gain everything in life, but you, but you have nothing as, as far as a relationship with God that you can trust in? And do you actually trust in him? If, if today you were told by a doctor or someone that, you know, today will be the last day of your life, are you ready for that? If you, if you were told that today would be the end of it all, do you have an established relationship with God that, that is present inside of your heart, that you know who he is, that you know the forgiveness that he offers to you? Because nothing else makes any difference. I know too many people that simply feel like their walk of faith is just a way to punch their ticket. And once you get enough punches in your ticket, you're guaranteed a spot. That is not the way it works, friends. That is not the way it works. You can try as hard as you want to be you know, worthy of God's forgiveness or worthy of a, of a place at the kingdom of God. and you know, But it only comes through repentance and through an understanding that God is the only one that could provide the sacrifice for you and for me, that I can't add anything to it. You know, if I was to take a, a bowl of, of uh, pure white icing and let's say I put a couple of drops of diesel fuel in it, who would want to eat that? Nobody. You know, it's kind of like me trying to add to the sacrifice of Jesus. I can't add anything to it. And if I do, all I'm doing is spoiling it. The sacrifice of Christ alone is one that provides the relationship and the forgiveness with God that we all are looking for. Well, Tough Questions is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church. Join us on podcast at toughquestions.buzzsprout.com or you can go to Spotify or Apple Podcast and just search for Tough Questions Joseph Bevan. If you'd like to join us live, you can do that on Facebook Live Sunday mornings at 11.30. Or if you want to check out our video archives, go to our YouTube channel at Rosebush United Methodist Church and just search as one word and you'll find us. Thanks and God bless.